Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. upon us what a beautiful day welcome in everybody patrick johnson show uh p-man here with you dj squirrelbot in the hizzle ben byram hey ben famed update anchor producer of the patrick johnson show they're gonna send the kids back to elementary school isn't that great the world's getting back to normal. It's slowly getting back to where it needs to be. I don't know if Wimpy's going to let it all get back to normal or not. He's going to do the best he could do to hang on to everything. Hey, uh, we've got uh, three, good God, three shows in a row? Are you serious? Three shows the rest of the week? We don't have like a, an intermural, inner squad rugby scrimmage. We got to. We're not quite used to that now. No, doesn't seem to happen a whole lot. Uh, anyway, uh, that's great because uh, while I am excited about today, I'm really excited about tomorrow's show. Uh, it's the famed 90 minute edition of the Patrick Johnson Show on Thursday, leading you into pirate basketball. And Sai uh, Seymour will join us, but so will Senator Jim Perry, who. Uh, represents Eastern North Carolina out of Lenore County. So while the big headlines today as far as academia for uh, high school and elementary and middle school kids go is that kids are going to be back to school, particularly in person for elementary school kids, uh, the legislature is looking into the High School Athletic Association. Jim Perry has been principal in that. The heat has gotten so hot that just 15 minutes ago, they put out a a release to the High School Athletic Association that they're going to have, I mean, what clearly appears to be trying to get ahead of anything, a press conference tomorrow, one of those Zoom deals. Oh, they well, fi- that- have they figured out Zoom yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've had their, uh, they've, they, ha- they have quite a history of Zoom. <laughs> uh, if you missed it this weekend, uh, we were supposed to have Zoom press conferences following the basketball games, right? Right. So and supposed to, supposed to, and so when it didn't happen, now I was uh, granted I was involved in TV because you know Ben, I'm a major TV star. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And so I was involved. So I, none of that is part of what we did. And. <laughs> So I, I'm thinking to myself, well, these guys back in the station, they've just, we've, we've had to, cause we were all over the place this weekend. You know what I mean? And I thought, well, these guys, they just, they just, you know, couldn't figure it out. Oh no, 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 no. My guys were on top of it. I my registered for- twice. I had to register for a zoom twice. <laughs> never I've happened. never done that in my life. I think the reason that we could not get an internet signal out of the gym and climax is probably the same reason they could not get internet signals out of the Zoom press conferences. You would have thought they would have had this thought out. 
Like they would have thought well, about this potential issue, but I, I guess you, not. If 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 they're doing a Q and A tomorrow and I'm on that, do you want me to ask them about? This? Please, please, okay. that would be huge. You'd be goaded yeah. for that one. Uh, Brian Mull going to talk some hoops with us. He's back on the Joe Lenardi team this year. How about that for our guy? Mull is back on the Lenardi team. Doing some uh, bracketology there. He is. Well, I guess after Lenardi does his uh, bracketology before he goes back under the bridge there in Philadelphia, he does a deal where he previews all the teams in the matchups. That's kind of part of his deal. And his chief like guy who writes all of that is Mull. Mull's got the most stories over the last several years. We, so, we've, we've seen it firsthand. He's probably one of the most knowledgeable college basketball well, like mine, let me I've give, seen in person. Let me give you a story. So Sonny and I are riding together to the game on Sunday. And I Mull's texted me asking me some questions. And so I call him, and he basically gave us a scouting report on both teams, ECU and Cincinnati. We talked some other stuff with him. But that, you know, that was helpful. Um, anyway, Lenardi has SMU in the next four out Memphis in the first four out. He had Syracuse in the first four out. I wonder if the Cuse are aided by their win today. Yeah, Cause they just Syracuse. That's, that's they, odd. They're always on the bubble. They embarrassed NC state today. Uh, I watched a little bit of that game at lunch. How I don't know how NC State fans do it. I'm not, honest to God, don't. I'm not sure I, if I should be surprised where I, I if I should have expected this because they they strung together a win streak kind of towards the end of the regular season. No, the the pack had won five in a row. Yeah, but that is the beauty of the pack. Just when you <laughs> think Kevin Keats is a winner, see if you can find the Kevin Keats is a winner drop. Because ninth place in the ACC, you ain't a winner. Getting beat by 21 and your guys looking like they just gave up today and want the season to be over. That doesn't make you. And I like Kevin Keats. He was great. I, I had some of their games on radio when they were in Wilmington or when he was in Wilmington. Great guy. But NC State, whoo, the pack waved the white flag today. And that is the maddening thing. Look, last night, Duke looked great. Duke looked like Duke of old last night. Hit 15 threes. Now, of course, the adage being, if you need a win, play Boston College. You're going to get a win. <laughs> that, I mean, whew. So, we'll see what the Devils do tonight. Louisville is still kind of on the bubble, even though it looks like they're in, according to uh, Lenardi. As for Jerry Palm, uh, Jerry Palm has... St. Louis, Syracuse, Ole Miss, and Utah State is his first four out. He does not include anything that would include Memphis or SMU. We bring up that because, obviously, the more you have in the American, the more chance you have for the conference to make some money. And Anyway, uh, Lodardi's got Houston on the two line. Palm has them on the three line as West Virginia, the two in that region. Uh, Lenardi has West Wichita stated as an 11. Uh, Palm has him in as a nine. Tar Heels are in as a nine with Lenardi and a 10 with um, 
creepy Jerry Palmer. Maybe Jerry mm, Palmer. I don't. I don't like that. I, I like the look about that. What do you mean? You think it's not an appropriate seat, or you think they don't belong in? I think I, they barely belong in. I mean, they, it, it should be pretty low. I, I would think. No, I think the idea being that. I think the seating at nine is a little high, but I mean, you, you got look, they got 37 spots. They got to fill them. You got to put people in there. You got to put teams in there. You're right. I, I, I guess I didn't think about it that way, especially with COVID, but it's like you look back on the Tar Heel season, who did they beat? They beat? Did they beat Florida State? I mean, I can't. Did they beat Virginia? No, they got beat by Virginia. So who do they beat? Did they deserve to be in the, in, in the NCAA tournament? That is uh, a good question. They probably should be a little more firmly on the bubble. However, oh, what's their notable win? I mean, I I, I can't pinpoint one. I'm sure there's one I'm missing, but one one notable win bid. shouldn't. I mean, right, shouldn't deserve on. a tournament bid. This isn't WCHL. I don't have that information like right here available. I will tell you the Tar Heels played Notre Dame tonight, and Wake Forest choked like a bunch of stinking dogs last night. Did they not? That was bad. That was pretty bad. That was bad. I was watching the Elon Drexel game because I was hoping for another North Carolina team getting in. Yeah, they beat Florida State, Ben. Okay. The always I, anonymous text line tells us they beat. Okay, I thought that okay. was the case, but I didn't want to speak without knowing. That deserves a tournament bid? Well, it's a good win, and they their resume otherwise. I don't know. They, they beat Florida State. They did lose to Marquette. They did lose to Syracuse. Yeah, but they beat Florida State before they. Um, they they lost, lost. No, they lost to, to Marquette. Marquette. Yeah, no, they beat Mar. They lost to Marquette. They blew out Louisville, who's a bubble team. And they beat Duke. Now, they win tonight. It's undoubtedly locks up. But I mean, I, I, I'm kind of like you, but I think it's the Florida State win that maybe propels them to a nine or a ten. So. Yikes. That's the deal there. And they and the always autonomous text line says they killed Louisville, which they did. They, well, good, they for hammered Louisville. good for them. They they've, beat Louisville. They've been up and down. Anyway, you can hear the Tar Heels tonight. Uh, 8 o'clock airtime on 94.1 and 97.9. Duke and uh, Louisville, that airtime coming up at the bottom of the hour as the uh, Pirates play the uh, Louisville Cardinals. By the way, congratulations to Jaden Gardner. First team all AAC. Led the league in points, second in rebounding. I can't imagine uh, that he didn't deserve that. That tells you he was in the mix for player of the year. Sonny thought he needed to be the player of the year in the league. They got it right this year. Uh, I, that maybe was a bridge too far for me, but I, but I, well, he, he deserved to be on the first team. He absolutely did. He deserved and it last actually, year too. I felt like. I mean, I, I felt like I he thought did he was well. a lock last year, but they didn't see it well, that way. And I think that's why a lot of the ECU people were a little nervous that he would not get on the first team this year. And I, in, I, in some ways, I think Jaden was more from the beginning of the season to the end of the season consistent last year. No, no I agree. Don't get me wrong. I agree. Don't get me wrong. He was great this year. But he, he got off to a little bit of a slow start in the conference. But he was fantastic. Uh, Pirate Hoops tomorrow, 7 o'clock. We're going to 6.30 tomorrow. Uh, let's grab a break here. Ben talking about a notable win. Talking about them Knowles. <laughs> talking about them. That was all part of the Florida State collapse that gave this whole stinking thing in the regular season to Virginia. Who, I mean, backdoored their way 
Virginia was like the Rory McIlroy backdoored their way. Rory backdoors his way to a top 10 or top five every week. Well, look here, ECU beat a ranked team. They beat Houston. They were, they were ranked just as high as Florida State was. Should Do they deserve a tournament bid? I would no, love to no, see it, but I don't think so. It's not how all of that works, Ben. It's not how all of that <laughs> I know they works. got the ACC favoritism going on your, in your, and your, everything. Your basketball knowledge. Because you scored, you scored on your own team. All right, um, a break. By the way, one thing that Palm did that I think would be kind of cool uh, is he's got Appalachian State and North Carolina A&T uh, as 16s playing in that sort of 16 playing game, which I think is wrong. All those, all those teams that are on the bubble ought to play one another in that first four, in my opinion. But anyway, it does give a chance for a 16 seed to get a win, which gives their conference some cash, and that, so that's always the argument for it. And look, everybody wants cash, right? Okay, um, Ben, I may need some cash after today, after what I heard they had to do to my vehicle. It's amazing. Yikes. All right. Uh, yeah, I know. A time – you know what? I'm going to – I might drive that thing off a pier at, uh, at Surf City. All right, uh, a timeout, and we're going to uh, come back. Uh, Pirate Report when we return. ECU winning on the diamond yesterday. Uh, talk to some people who took that game in. And they were very that aren't you know necessarily related to ECU, and they were very very impressed with what they saw yesterday with the Pirates, especially with the lineup offensively, and just having the ability to to win games by uh, just with power. And that's what they did yesterday. We've seen that several times this year from the Pirates already, who moved to ten and two. Uh, we heard from Joe Dooley earlier today, as well as uh, Jaden. We're going to hear from them in a few minutes. That's all in our Pirate Report ahead. Uh, Brian Mall on the uh, NCAA tournament selection process on the AAC uh, tournament. What do, what do Memphis? What does Memphis in particular have to do? I think it's going to be tough for SMU because of their. Uh, long pause going into this. Memphis, by the way, enters the tournament a little bit shorthanded, as, as do the Mustangs. So maybe difficult for them to do anything sustained, like win it and get that automatic bid. But uh, they're going to try to be bid stealers this weekend. Uh, Wichita State and Houston firmly in, it appears. Uh, we'll grab a timeout. We'll come back. Pirate report and uh, more on the Patrick Johnson Show midweek edition. Stay with us. Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Number 14 ECU completes the series sweep or the season sweep of Duke in Durham yesterday, 11-5. Connor Norby's three-run homer in the sixth uh, busted open a five-all tie, and that's uh, more than the Pirates needed as they won inside the Durham Bulls Athletic Park. That's a big venue. I, 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 at least seats 10,000, maybe more. I, it's, I, of course, Duke's been consistent with this. They haven't let anybody, they didn't let anybody in during football. They didn't let anyone in during the basketball season. And this includes parents of the players. It's, it kind of stinks, to be honest with you. But, you know, Duke, I, I saw, uh, you know how Facebook uh, does that, you know, memories thing where you yeah. go back and a year ago. So a year ago, I was in the second day of doing the bridge shows between uh, Glenn and, and Adam Gold show. That's right. I, that was the whole era there. And I, uh, <laughs> it was an era, wasn't it? Uh, and I put, uh, 
you know, on who was going to be. And, and so we had Wes, uh, what's his name, the coach at NC State for the women. It was the ECU coach for like 15 minutes for the women. Wes Moore. Um, we had some other guests, but I mean, we also had Murphy on. Congressman Murphy was. And I remember Congressman Murphy was saying, "Don't if I were a fan, I wouldn't go to the ACC tournament. I would go to any conference tournament. Uh, I wouldn't go to the state championship games because they were going to happen, you know, that weekend of the ACC tournament. That's traditionally when they do happen. Crazy, isn't it? Really, is nuts to think about that. Um." That's that's because really that was that was the the beginning of the end, so to speak. That was the deal where, you know, we were getting ready to see the NBA uh, put everything on pause, and I mean, it, was, it was wild, really was. All right, uh, so ECU with the win, and uh, Mayhew gets the victory. Worked three scoreless innings, had four strikeouts. Uh, Pirates will return to action against Charlotte this weekend. Uh, game one of the series, 6.30 on Friday night from Clark LeClaire Stadium, where they are letting fans in. Uh, let's look at uh, Joe Dooley and uh, some of our other audio from uh, today involving Jaden Gardner. Jaden named to the all-conference all first team. Great honor for him. It's richly deserved. Uh, Jaden Gardner talking about the Pirates needing to get on a hot streak in Fort Worth, Texas. Cut one. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, going on the streak, and we've—I've seen, I've watched a lot of basketball already in college tournament. People went on streaks. Uh, people in our league, people in our state, uh, UNCG, App State, going to the tournament, uh, first time in a while. So it's very exciting to see teams uh, like that in our state. And I know we can say we put together, uh, string together some days together. Jaden, with his thoughts on the matchup against UCF. Um, we just know what they are. Um, they're a very good three-point shooting team. Um, they have some bigs that can go get some baskets. But uh, mainly it's about us uh, having se uh, less self-inflicting wounds and just being able to go through stretches when we need baskets and being more being more smart and locked in throughout the whole game. We have to play a whole 40 minutes. Uh. All right. Uh, part of playing that whole 40 minutes, and he mentioned it going through these bad stretches, uh, I asked uh, Jaden today about, you know, what the Pirates need to do to kind of avoid those scoring droughts uh, that was costly against Cincinnati in the finale on Sunday. Two, three-minute stretch when we're up by two or down by two, and they go on, like, a little run. So we just have to have composure and, like, have good, better recognition that we're in, a, we're in a drought right now. We need something good to happen. So uh, it's on all of us, really. So we just all have to be locked in and focused in the second half, especially. All right, uh, since four and six are related, Squirrelbot, let's play cut five here, uh, and then we'll come back to four. But uh, how the Pirates need to win games in the tournament? Uh, we got to be able to defend, rebound, uh, knock down some shots, and be locked in, and just uh, listen to Coach's game plan, and we just got to play together and play for each other. That's how we're going to make a run this tournament. You know, I was talking about a minute ago, you know, as a year ago, things started to kind of fall by the wayside. And we had actually, for that uh, that uh, NC Sports Network show, had recorded an interview with Dooley earlier in the day. And we were going to air it during the show. 
uh, for the Pirates are going to get ready to play. No, had we done that Wednesday or th- yeah, we we recorded something with them Wednesday that week. Uh, the Pirates are set to play uh, that Thursday, and we were going to go ahead and air that. And then, you know, of course, everything gets canceled that Wednesday. So every, everything we had planned uh, that day, we had to, to take basically off the show last week, uh, including a pre-tape with Dooley. So instead of having Dooley live, we'd pre-taped it uh, because of his commitments out in Texas a year ago. So anyway, this is Jaden Gardner. He, he talked today about the emotions returning to Fort Worth after the uh, – after things were canceled last year, this is cut four. I mean, it's very exciting because uh, last year is just very disappointing not being able to showcase uh, what we could do in, in Fort Worth. Uh, but this year, this time around, we get that opportunity. And it's just a blessing to see how far we've come in only a year with all these vaccinations coming out and COVID testing. So it's, it's nice to see. And then I uh, asked him a uh, kind of, you know, reflection on the AAC tournament cancellation, kind of where he was when he got the news last year and what was going through his mind and the team's mind last year? Um, really just like, uh, just like, cause last year it was just being spread that like it was a pandemic. So my concern was uh, how, how are we going to be? How is my family going to be? And uh, secondly, how am I going to be able to play basketball? Like when am I ever going to be playing basketball? And for um, honestly, I didn't know when and, everything shut down. So really the only option was outside. So uh, like I touched on, it's just a blessing to see how far we've come and that we can manage playing through a pandemic and just play the sport you love. All right. Uh, we also heard from Joe Dooley after that. Again, congratulations to Jaden Gardner being named to the first team all conference in the American athletic uh, Joe Dooley talking about his team's excitement for the upcoming tournament. I mean, I think Jaden said it. I mean, we're all happy because getting an opportunity. I mean, last year just shows the fr- uh, fragility of everything. You know, you're you're out there for shoot around, and then all of a sudden the can- tournament's canceled, and you have to wait an entire year to to do this. And uh, I, I think it's a tribute to, like Jaden said, that we're we're making progress and trying to get back to normalcy, and and uh, it's it's good for everybody. And then uh, he talked about Jaden uh, winning the. Uh or getting named to the all-conference first team, and what Jaden means to the Pirate team and to the Pirate program. Well, uh, it means a lot to this program, obviously. He's been a cornerstone since we got here. I mean, I, I told the story about the first day I met with him. And he, you know, he met me with the Pirate amount. He wants to be a Pirate, uh, wants to be a Pirate, and uh, it's exciting for him. It's exciting for our program. And <clears throat> now we have to put some build, you know, some other pieces around them. <clears throat> we'll get into more of that uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, but that is uh, that is certainly what you've got to do to do now. If you're Coach Dooley, you've got to get some some parts around uh, Jaden that are consistent. Uh, interesting to hear him say that. All right, uh, more morale of the team. How's the team's uh, feeling? Couple of uh, tough losses after the uh, lengthy second pause due to COVID nineteen this season for the Pirates. How, how are the team? Uh, how is the team morale heading into tomorrow's game against UCF? We practiced yesterday, and these guys are flying around. I, I've been impressed by their spirit, especially since things haven't gone our way. Uh, I think they know we, we're a good team. Uh, I, I don't think we've always shown it, but I think there's some things that have uh, inhibited us, including ourselves at times. But uh, you know, I, I think we can. I think we can play better than we have. I think playing more games will help us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as uh, any of the injured players back before the season, certainly Coleman and Pig will not be back, but uh, Batumba Baruti 
is uh, on the trip. Joe Dooley said as much today. Maybe, maybe Baruti. Uh, we'll see how that goes the next couple of days. Maybe Batama will be able to give us a few minutes. Uh, Charles is out and, and Tyree is out. They're, they're not even on the trip. Now, if they could get uh, Baruti back tomorrow, he would help tremendously. Even even if he's not able to go full bore and, and play as many minutes as Joe would normally like to play him, having him as just a guy that could hit some shots uh, would be, and, and usually the energy he brings would be tremendous. Uh, there's a uh, certainly a bubble around uh, the hotel and, and the arena. Uh, Coach talked about that today. We've got several teams staying here. I know Temple's staying here and a couple of others, but they're all, I mean, we're all testing our guys. We just had to go test across, just go test right now. They're testing right here in the hotel. Uh, you know, my, my guess is like some of the teams, like yes, they, don't have, they don't have many people to test anymore, so it makes it a little bit quicker. Yeah, Memphis is without some players. SMU is without. A lot of these teams have guys, even ECU, as you heard there, no Coleman and uh, no Pickett. Usually if you have a player who's hurt, uh, even if they're not on kind of the active roster, you do take them to the conference of the year, and uh, that's just not the case this time around. Uh, this is a coach on how the Pirates will get a victory against UCF. Well, the three-point line, obviously, for both teams. we got to get them off the line. The, the pro, you know, they – I thought where they beat us the last time was really, and they are the leading three-point field goal percentage team. I, 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 we have to guard that, which we did a decent job. We gave up their average, but they didn't get above it. But I thought where they hurt us the last time was in the post. Uh, you know, Diggs and Reynolds, those guys really, you know, they, they combined for 17 points all around the basket, and we shot higher from the three-point line than we did from two. From two. So, we, you know, we've got to keep them from getting easy baskets, and we've got to get some – we've got to finish our paint touches. Uh, Joe Dooley, earlier today, that is uh, the Pirate Report. ECU tomorrow at uh, 6.30. We will have the 90-minute edition of the PJ Show tomorrow, leading you in to network coverage here on uh, 94.3 The Game. Uh, always anonymous text line, Ben. You ready? This is the Tar Heel resume, fifth in the ACC. Now, the always anonymous okay. texter does agree with you that they do not have a lot of NCAA tourney wins, but the, the always anonymous text line texter cites the COVID situation, canceling Virginia Tech and Clemson, and the Duke wins not as big as they normally would be. Ten and six in the ACC with an FSU win is solidly in. I, I would agree with that. I don't, I don't know if the seating should be nine. Maybe it should be a little lower. That would be my only qualm with that, but, I mean, I think by and large they're, they should be in. But, again, I, I say this, but I said this to you in the break. They got to come up with 37 at-large teams. Yeah. I, I just don't think fifth in the ACC this year is that impressive. It's a very well, top-heavy league this year. You got you got Virginia. Well, you got Florida State. Mm -hmm. And outside of that, you had teams that underperformed. Louisville went on a, a little bit of a COVID stretch. So they were out. So when we played them, or when UNC played them, whoa, we actually whoa, beat them. Whoa. Did I hear a we? I, 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 got, I got a little tripped up there. But when UNC actually <laughs> played Louisville— <laughs> I mean, Louisville was going – they were coming off a COVID break. Oh, my break. God. So, I mean, that uh, that win is not as big as they're making make it well, seem. Well, look, you got to play. And then you outside of play, that, man. you have a lot of garbage. You have Miami. You have Wake Forest. NC State wait, was not wait, good this year. Ben, Pitt. Ben, I'll have you know. Oh, Miami's Miami, won. yeah, they advance. They're going to lose. My, Come on. They're Miami's lose. won two games in the tournament, I'll have you know. They beat Clemson today. Well, good for them. I'll have you. Another team I'll that underperformed, know. Clemson. Started off ranked, and then they underperformed you know, and tanked. You know what's funny is that Clemson, you know, I thought, I was, ooh, that's a bad loss today. They're like a fifth seed. 
in a lot of the projections. I mean, they're like a fifth or sixth seed. So what is, yeah, so what does that mean this year? It doesn't mean yeah. anything. I, we'll talk to Mull about this in a few minutes because, I mean, this is the most – he said this very consistently with us and then other things he's been on. This has been the toughest – this is going to be the toughest year for the committee. It really is going to be the toughest year for the committee. All right, uh, we'll get to Mull in just a little bit. What you got for us right now, uh, 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 Ben? Uh, putting the, uh, the, the, the Carolina and East Carolina there. I'm giving you a hard time, of course, but, uh, give me, uh, give me a little, uh, little bit of, uh, what you have for us going on. Uh, what was the Prescott thing, by the way, was that yesterday? That was two days ago. Was it two days ago? Yep. Okay. It was, I it guess was we just had late. We had, yeah, we had Monday so night. much going on. It was Monday night. So we didn't have a show. So we get to, you like that? Uh, I mean, good for Dak. Good for Dak, right? I, I don't. I don't. I don't think he should be. I don't think he's worth that much. Second best, second highest paid quarterback in the league. I don't think so. I don't think he's what worth that. What a time to be a quarterback. What a time to be a quarterback. Um, but good for him. He got his money, right? Got paid. Coming off injury too. I mean, that's that's pretty yeah, rare. That's that is rare. That that was the kind of the interesting thing to me. That was sort of the interesting thing to me. All right, uh, Ben, give us an idea of what else is going on in the world of sports. Uh, the the uh, the pack, they packed up, headed home. That and more, Ben Byram. Ben Byram here for your 94 Through the Game Sports Update. We're counting down to ECU basketball right here on 94 Through the Game. Set to kick off tomorrow as the 11-seeded Pirates take on the 6-seeded UCF Knights down in Fort Worth at Dickey's Arena. And earlier today, we found out that the AAC finally got it right as ECU forward Jaden Garner was honored as a first-team all-conference player. Garner led the conference in points per game with 18.3, while time for second in rebounds per game. He's the only player in ECU history to earn first, second, or third all-conference honors in the American there was Gardner earlier today with his reaction to receiving that honor. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, going. On. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, going on the streak, and we've I've seen I've watched a lot of basketball already in college time. People went on streaks. Uh, people in our league, people in our state, uh, UNCG, App State, going to the tournament. Uh, first time in a while, so it's very exciting to see teams uh, like that in our state. And I know we the same. We put together, uh, together some days together. Sorry about that. That was Jaden Garner talking about needing a win streak in the conference tournament. Elsewhere in college basketball, Duke takes on Louisville in the ACC tournament after smacking Boston College. The Blue Devils can be heard on our sister station, 1037 WTIB. While rival UNC takes on Notre Dame in that same tournament, that game can be heard at 9 on Groovin' Oldies, 97.9 and 94.1. From college football, Duke football as Paul Spring activities after a COVID cluster within their program from the NFL. The news of the salary cap getting down by 8 percent. A lot of notable players have been on the chopping block or ended up not getting franchise tag due to this change. The list includes the list of those affected and who are set to hit the free agent market include Emmanuel Sanders, Kenny Galladay, Hunter Henry, Bud Dupree, Aaron Jones, Malcolm Butler, John Brown, and Quentin Jefferson. Guys that managed to get paid include Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott, who signed a four-year deal worth $160 million to stay in Dallas. He's the second-highest-paid quarterback in the league now. And Tampa Bay Bucks defensive anchor Levante David signed a two-year deal worth $25 million to stay with the team. The Carolina Panthers did some admirable moves of their own as they franchise tag right tackle Taylor Moten and restructured Shaq Thompson and Christian McCaffrey's contracts 
clear more than $11 million in cap space. For Major League Baseball right-handed pitcher Jake Odorizzi signed with the Houston Astros for two years, $20.25 million. And wrapping up from the NBA, the Basketball Hall of Fame announced their finals for 2021. Notable players and coaches who made the cut include Paul Pierce, Chris Bo- Chris Bosch, Chris Weber, Ben Wallace, and Bill Russell as a coach. Players who didn't quite make the cut include Chauncey Billups, Richard Hamilton, and Becky Hammond. If you're a 94th the Game Sports Update, I'm Ben Barham. Testing, testing. Is this live? Outkick with Clay Travis, the Dan Patrick Show, and Adam Gold all right here. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up right here on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, hoops going on in Greensboro, ACC tournament. Boy, let me tell you, uh, ooh, that ACC network, woof. Woo. If you love infomercials, you're going to love the woo. ACC network. I mean, I've, I've watched some of that the last couple days because, you know, like I said, I was watching the state game at lunch today and then watched some of it yesterday. Woo. 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 Uh, have not watched a lot of it outside the occasional game in the last year. And, uh, yeah, all right. Uh, Mo, uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> it's not looking maybe, good. Maybe Lenardi has got, well, just, you know, try him. Yeah, him we're keep, trying keep, keep hammering him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he's intimidated by uh, my UNC dog. Yeah. He sees your hot takes have gotten him, uh, have gotten his, his mind. Well, good off. riddance. That's clearly to it. That's clearly it. Uh, Syracuse uh, hammered NC State today. 89-68. The pack will finish 13-10. and 10. I, Who knows they'll go to the NIT. The NIT thing could be a real mess because, like, you know, Duke is probably going to the NIT, right? I mean, or at least if, there's gonna, if they're going to play in the postseason, it would likely be in the NIT. And I mean, I'm talking to some Duke people. I don't know if they're going to – if the university is going to let them go. I mean, they're not even letting people into the the blooming open air baseball ten thousand seat baseball stadium in Durham that they don't even own. So I mean, what makes you think they're gonna go down and play in Texas? Because they're all worried because Texas has gone away from the mask mandate now. They've lifted it. They got people getting back to living their lives in Tejas. Um, Duke will play tonight, Louisville. Hit 15 threes yesterday. I think they'll be lucky to hit a third of that today against uh, against Louisville. Uh, the Heels and Notre Dame tonight at 9. As we mentioned, Miami beats Clemson today, so they'll take on Georgia Tech tomorrow. Uh, Syracuse taking on the Rory McIlroy of the ACC this year, UVA, who backdoored their way to a win uh, tomorrow after knocking off State today. Brian Mull joining us, writer at large. And uh, Mull back on the Joe Lenardi team this year. Congratulations. Thank you. A um, little different format for that this year, but uh, it'll still be a good. Is that good, too inside good, the weeds? I'm interested. There, good, good, good package to have in your hand on okay. Sunday night. I'm interested, but is it too much in the weeds for for radio consumption? Would you uh, say it's a different package? What does that mean? 
it's a little more shorter and to the point this year. Okay. All right. Well, that's fine. I think that's what we need in, in this year, right? Uh, right, by the way, the always good. anonymous yeah, the, kind of short to the, the point here. The always anonymous text line NIT Duke in the non interested tournament. That's funny. That's funny. Let's start there. Uh, Devils. I mean, look, you need a win. You play Boston College. That's one thing we've learned uh, in uh, this uh, pandemic basketball season. You need a victory. Get the Eagles on your schedule because you're going to get one. That's right. Um, so, Devils shot it well last night. Uh, Louisville's kind of playing you know obviously a win sort of solidifies louisville by all accounts they're probably in uh but uh to me you got could be a good game you got a team that is trying to reset its season and and do the improbable winning five and five and then you got louisville is going to be very motivated and, and just beat duke yeah i think it's a good matchup uh last time when they met a couple of weeks ago uh, duke had no answer for carly jones and Louisville didn't really have anybody that could handle uh, Matthew Hurt. And it was, you know, Carlick Jones played a little bit better down the stretch. And uh, Louisville pulled out pulled out the victory in overtime game. Duke led in the final minute of regulation. So certainly some motivation on Duke's side. I mean, I think it's a game that, uh, look, the, the guards, uh, Stewart and, and Roach, they played well yesterday. They did not play well against uh, Georgia Tech, Louisville, or North Carolina coming down the stretch, really especially those last two games. And uh, this time of year, you know, Patrick, uh, you, you go as far as your guards can take you. Um, Hurt certainly has to play well, but they're, but they're guards. They're, they're going to have to score and uh, control the game. And, and that's a lot to ask of freshmen. We'll see if they can do it. Yeah. Fred, the freshman played well last night for the Devils. Uh, Notre Dame, it just seems like that Mike Bray, and I hope Mike Bray comes out tonight coaching in shorts. That's what I'm hoping for tonight. Bray needs to come out in the windbreaker in shorts. That would be fabulous. Uh, and, you know, look, Mike Bray and Notre Dame love Greensboro. They play well in Greensboro. They've beaten the heels in the title game in Greensboro before. Uh, I don't know what happens tonight, but, you know, obviously the way they came back yesterday, that gives them a little bit of a spark as they uh, get set to take on uh, UNC tonight in the uh, the nightcap. I think Carolina's playing its best basketball of the season. Um, now... They still have some question marks, but but I think uh, they're they're playing more the way that Roy would like. He's got four post players that he can rotate in there, and and, and you know between them, a couple of them have seemed to have a, a pretty good game every night. They should be able to just crush Notre Dame in the paint. Um, and and again, it comes down to you know how how some of their young guards play here under the spotlight of March and postseason one and done basketball. Uh, you know, they they have to perform, they have to make shots and not turn the ball over. And I think if they do that, they should just uh, play volleyball on the backboards all day. And, um, you know, this isn't a vintage Notre Dame team by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Brian, uh, Jaden Garner today named to the first team all AAC, I guess based on the fact last year he was a second teamer. Uh, the ECU people Sunday seemed a little unsure if he'd get recognized this year for leading the circuit and scoring and leading the loop and rebounding. He was not maybe as consistent from stem to stern, got off to a little bit of a slow start in the league play. But, I mean, you can still argue there's the guy that probably, if the Pirates were better, would be a legit player of the year contender. I think he's a player of the year contender anyway and certainly would be next season. Um, but uh, – Jaden's kind of the guy that is the cornerstone. Now Dooley's got to 
got to surround him if we're talking long term. And Joe said as much today. We've got to surround him with some guys that can play. That's right. That's right. Jaden is, is a terrific player. I think anybody who's watched ECU play the last couple of years is, picks up on that pretty quickly. And, and it's not just, uh, you know, his ability, his skill, but just his uh, energy that he brings on both ends of the court. And, and just you can tell that his teammates enjoy, you know, his leadership ability and enjoy playing with him. And he's kind of running the team. But that being said, he can't do it all. And uh, there's a lot of good coaches in the American that can scheme for one or even two guys, and and you've seen that a lot, where they just haven't allowed him to get the ball in his sweet spot. So uh, the transfer from Boston College coming in is a guy who should be able to put up double digits, you know, on a nightly basis. That's promising. Yeah, uh, tabs, you know, yeah. if everybody mm-hmm. comes back and mm-hmm. maybe get one more guy. I mean, I think uh, Gardner it could be potentially a player of the year if they have a winning conference record next year. Yeah, that's true. Uh, matchup against UCF tomorrow night at 7. Pirates uh, played them close. Last Thursday, what does ECU need to do to get a win this time around in advance in the tournament? It's going to be tough. Uh, UCF was down a couple of key guys in that game, and they're both expected to return. Uh, Walker and Mahan, I believe, um, yeah. were supposed to, supposed to play. So it's going to be a stiff challenge, but um, you know they have to make some shots. I think their defense will be good. I think they'll be able to you know hold their own on the boards, but uh, you know they're going to have to be able to consistently put the ball in the basket, in the half court. I think ECU's look good in transition when I've seen them this year, but sometimes struggle to get the right shots in the half court. So, you know, comes down to possession basketball a lot this time of the year, and they're going to have to have to execute and, and run their stuff and get good shots. Yeah, uh, Brian Mull with us, by the way, part of Joe Lenardi's team this year. He'll be contributing to all of those articles you'll see Sunday when the field is announced, and uh, you'll be studying him up as you fill out your brackets. It'll be nice to fill the brackets out again this year. I'm excited about uh, that for all the uh, office pools and what have you, for entertainment purposes only, as we know. Uh, Brian, uh, your guy Lenardi, as of last night, has Michigan State, VCU, Louisville, and Georgia Tech uh, getting the last four buys. Last four in, he's got Drake. I love the Drake. Uh, Boise State, yep. Colorado State, and Xavier. Now, this is his first four out. Utah State, St. Louis, who've just been ravaged by COVID this year. Uh, Syracuse, I got to think the win today maybe helps Syracuse's cause. Then he's got Memphis. His next four out, Ole Miss, Seton Hall, SMU, and St. John's in that order. So are we to believe then that Memphis really needs to maybe win – get to the finals maybe to have a shot to, to get in that last four in? I would think so. And, 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 you know, it's a fluid list, but 90% of those teams are still playing. You know, they still have yeah. games. They still have opportunities to, to not only help their calls, but to maybe even hurt in certain cases if they were to get a quad three loss. And when you look at uh, VCU, for example, they could lock up the, they, they have a week off between the semifinals and the finals of their tournament. They play Sunday and could win the outright, you know, automatic bid out of the Atlantic 10. I think Memphis, to feel good about things, uh, obviously they would want to win it all, but I think if they get to the finals with what they've kind of shown in the second half of the season, I would think they'd be in pretty good shape unless, uh, you know, there's just crazy circumstances elsewhere. And and that's a big part of it this time of the year, too. It's not just what you do, it's what happens to the people around you. And the other thing is this, if Memphis got to the finals, hypothetically, they would knock off Houston. So that would help their resume uh, tremendously. And they, and they just lost narrowly to Houston over the weekend. Yeah, I, You know, Memphis is going to be shorthanded this week. Uh, SMU is going to be shorthanded. They're coming. I mean, they were as paused as long as ECU was plus last week. 
Uh, they went on pause the same time that the Pirates did in February. So, uh, to me, um, I, I think SMU fait accompli. They're they're not going to make that. I just I just don't know if they've got enough horses and could do enough this week to to do what they need to do. Yeah, I, I would be very surprised. And and from what we've seen uh, in the first week of conference tournaments, the teams that have had continuity have a huge advantage, whatever their record or their seeding may be. Uh, the CAA tournament was a perfect example where you had a six seed playing an eight seed for the championship. Well, what they both had in common is they've been either playing games or practicing or both and had zero COVID interruptions for about a month. And the other teams come back, maybe play well for a game, but eventually uh, the conditioning is just not there. The cohesiveness communication is just not there like you would like for it to be. And I, I just, I, I think it's going to be very difficult to make up for, you know, short period of, of after you've missed for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lenardi has Houston as a two Wichita state is an 11. Uh, Jerry Palm, uh, has him as a three Wichita's or Houston is a three Wichita's a nine. Um, which one is more likely, do you think, uh, to, to happen here after this week? Uh, the Lenardi 2 and 11, respectively, or the uh, Palm 3 and 9? Yeah, I like Lenardi's numbers there 2 and 11, maybe possibly a 10 for, for Wichita. Uh, you, you, you don't want any part of that 8 9 line this year. Um, yeah. The ones, there's some strong ones out there. I watched, uh, I watched Gonzaga last night and they kind of went through the motions in the first half, but boy, once they started to defend a little bit and put the hammer down, it was game over and um, erased a double-digit deficit and won by double digits. You know, I mean, they, they just have incredible firepower, and you don't want any part of them or Michigan or Illinois or uh, Baylor. Um, you know, in that in that eight-nine game, you'd much rather slide down to the ten and maybe get a little bit more, have an op- option there in the in the second round to win. Right, um, heels. They uh, Lenardi's got them at nine. Uh... 10 for, for Palm. Are you good with that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think they could, they could bump themselves up if, if they were to go on a run. Um, I do believe they're playing their best right now. And uh, look, man, I mean, that's a talented team. Uh, they, they're deep and they haven't put it together often this year, but uh, that's a, that's a team that's, that's built to win a couple of games because of how big they are and how well they rebound. And there's yeah. more missed shots in March than any other time of the year. All right, uh, we're going to do a three-segment show, Ben. Ben was uh, getting in my ears there on the break here. but So just in about 30 seconds, give me the name of uh, anybody who's still out there who, who is a legitimate bid stealer right now that, that still exists out there. Two or three teams. Um, well, the Mountain West is very interesting to me because you have Boise, Colorado State, and Utah State that are all in the mix there, and – None of them are favored to win the Mountain West. So if I'm a, if, if, if I'm on the on the bubble, I'm watching that tournament very closely. I'm hoping that San Diego State wins it, and perhaps one of those other two gets knocked out early. And uh, really, because I don't think they're all going to make it as net large. Got you. Hey Brian, thanks. We appreciate it. Thank you, Patrick. Have a good one. All right, Brian Mull. Uh, he'll be writing for Joe Lenardi this year. All of that'll dump on ESPN.com uh, Sunday. Uh, big thanks to uh, Mole for being with us. Great job by DJ Squirrelbot and uh, the always opinionated uh, B-Baby Byram. Even if the opinions are wrong. What are you talking about opinions? This is facts. ECU deserves <laughs> to be in over UNC. We all know Oh, it. God. Ben, settle down. Uh, all right, tomorrow, 90-minute edition. This is going to be fun tomorrow. 
uh, Cy Seymour, and then Senator Jim Perry. Look for this press conference from the High School Athletic Association tomorrow. They've got some real problems with lawmakers in Raleigh. Senator Perry from Eastern Carolina will be with us to talk about it. Uh, I'll be on the Sports Objective tonight at 7 o'clock if you want to watch that podcast. And by golly, why wouldn't you? See you tomorrow.